Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Truebill. Get control of your subscriptions at truebill.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, Adam Angst and I have done a whole lot of user group appearances, but for some reason, we sort of stopped doing one-on-ones. And so I, I that was bad. That was bad on my part. <laughs> so we're going to fix that and do a one-on-one with Adam Angst. Adam, I welcome. It's pandemic. great to see you. I blame the pandemic. It's got to be the pandemic's fault. It's like traffic. Like when you live in a city and you're late all the time, you just traffic. It was traffic. I'm blaming the pandemic. Well, I, I think there's truth to that because, you know, it's been, I mean, we've been in a pandemic for two years and it seems, and at times it seems like 20 years and other times it <laughs> seems like about two weeks. So right. it, it's a time warp. It's absolutely, absolutely true. Nice to be here. It's nice yes, to what, catch it's up with just us. We don't have to actually like make nice for all the group that's out there yeah. in, the, in the ether. We can we can say what we really think now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we usually say what we really think, and then they don't ask us back for a while. So, well, yeah, you know, it's it's a it's a win win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, to you know, one of the things that inspired me to do this, you wrote an article for Tidbits um, entitled "Cloud Storage Forecast Unsettled with Possible Storms." And I felt like this this was kind of the perfect thing to talk about as uh, as your return to to Mac Voices, um, simply because we're all looking at at the cloud storage. Earlier today, I was talking to someone who is talking about trying to become a cloud storage advocate for a company, and it's like really okay, cloud storage advocate. That's a that's a thing now. Apparently, it is. Um, so I, you know, I wanted to hear your take, I guess, on what your personal storage, cloud storage issues have been, because you outlined some of them in the article and how it's going, because the article is now about two and a half, three weeks old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it was fascinating writing. I mean, I, I, I struggled, I struggled with the article, honestly, because it doesn't quite fit like the level of rigor and depth that I like for a tidbits article. And part of it is there's so much to cloud storage now, you know, like any one of what's going on with any one of these services could have been a full article. If I'd had the time, the inclination and, you know, and kind of the, the, the moxie to dig into it for long enough. I was like, oh, geez, what are they doing now? So, so yeah, so it was fascinating, you know, um, it, running into stuff with, you know, with Dropbox, with Google Drive, um, OneDrive I don't actually use, but uh, uh, there were a major hullabaloo surrounding changes in OneDrive. And, you know, Apple's at the heart of some of this stuff and not all of it, you know, so it was, it was interesting. Uh, and the other thing that I kind of realized is it, it used to be simple, like, Cloud storage used to just be use Dropbox. That was just the answer. And for various reasons that I somewhat get into in the article, it's not that simple anymore. You get into issues with, oh, Dropbox is being fussy if you have a, only want a free account, but you need it on more than three devices. Or you get caught up in, in ecosystem situations where you know this group standardized on Google stuff. Well, there's going to be Google Drive. That's, you know, hey, you're going to be using Google Drive, not Dropbox. Um, Apple actually made iCloud Drive usable uh, after many, many years. And so that's a free possibility that everyone's got, you know, and, you know, that's another another one. If you're in the Microsoft ecosystem, 
OneDrive becomes a whole lot simpler to uh, to integrate, and they give you a terabyte for free with your uh, with your uh, Microsoft 365 subscription. So, yeah, so it's it's really an interesting world and an interesting time in that world, but not an easy one. Okay, so well, one of the reasons I liked the article was that you had all these problems. Sorry, <laughs> but. <laughs> You know, but but it wasn't just an Apple article. It was you know all these things crossing up because as much as as you and I are are, are heavily into the Apple ecosystem, we use other services, and so many of our your readers, my listeners, and viewers, you know, they're out there using uh, Google and Microsoft and you know Dropbox, and you know then a bunch of the. I hesitate because I don't want to disparage anyone to call them no-name cloud services, but there are a, you know two dozen, maybe twenty dozen cloud tons services, and, tons and tons of them. Yeah, yeah, and 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 some of them have great reputations, and some of them are a little little shaky. But um, I, you know, I mean, I guess where, from where I sit, all of them are kind of doing the same thing. They all want to be more than just cloud storage, which is kind of admirable, but also is kind of a pain in the neck. It is a pain in the neck. I was like, I don't, I'm actually not sure it is admirable. And that's actually, I think, some of the second tier services, let's call them that. Um, sometimes they actually do a better job at just being storage. Because, you know, I mean, it's frustrating. Dropbox, yeah, I was a huge Dropbox fan for many, many years. And then they just couldn't let well enough alone. You know, that, that it you know, Dropbox was great. It was great for sharing between your own devices. And it was great for sharing with other people. And that was it. it. Didn't have to do anything more. It was good. And then they had to add, you know, oh, we've got Dropbox paper collaboration and we've got this and we've got now we've got this desktop app that makes it way more complicated than it ever was when it was just built into the Finder, that kind of thing. And you just want to slap them and say, go back to what you were, and that was how it worked fine. And I, yeah, I get it. They're businesses, and they're trying to get more, and they have to compete, and blah, blah, blah. But fact is, it's not as satisfying a system as it used to be. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> you know, I, 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 there are certain things they've put in that I do like, um, especially since our local storage is so is often so limited on, especially on laptops, um, the selective sync cap capability. So that okay, I can say that it's in Dropbox, and it is in Dropbox. It's just not stored. The, the the file itself is not stored locally. I click, I can download it, and it's there for me. I like, I really like that feature. The collaboration features, though, you know, I mean, there's so many. They're competing with so many other things out there that are so well established, and. It, at least from where I sit, it, it's not measuring up, and I wish they yeah. would just stop it. Right, and similarly, you know, other ones like Google Drive. Um, I see Google Drive as, in s largely as the storage and like the Finder-like equivalent behind Google Docs and Google Sheets and all that. And of course, and and, mo and most people see it that way too. When you interact via a web page and everything like that, the problem is is that. Google does have Drive for Desktop. They used to be called Backup and Sync, and that's a whole other part of the change. But when you get into that, well, then it's sort of like Dropbox. It's actually a whole lot like Dropbox, but it's just a little bit 
clunkier and harder to connect because of this dual interface. And Dropbox actually, have, of course, has the dual interface too, but no one ever uses the website if they can avoid it, because that's way worse than using the Finder. Whereas the Google Drive, you mostly use the website because it's sort of connected to Google Docs and Google Sheets in your browser already, and almost no one knows that they can, they can connect it to the Finder. So, you know, as I said, frustrating field. It's a frustrating field. <laughs> Well, it feels like you, you've made the point early um, that if if a an organization or something you're part of has adopted Google and Google Drive and all that as their as their methodology, now I've got to learn the Google, you know, the Google Sheets and the Google Word Docs or whatever. If it's Microsoft, well, you know, for better or worse, we all kind of know Microsoft to some degree, but now you're over in that ecosystem. And then, yeah. you know, in Apple's iCloud, I, I admit for me, it took me a little while to kind of figure out exactly, you know, how this was working. I've really come to like it a lot because now all my documents are live in iCloud. Well, <laughs> you know, the supported documents <laughs> for Apple's uh, applications live in iCloud. I can call them up on my phone. I can call them up on my iPads. I can call them on any of my computers. So there's a lot to be said for that. Um but it's it's the crossing over and the fact yeah. that okay now I've got I've got multiple places I've got to make sure that I don't store too much stuff in. So I've there got are. It. I didn't get into this in the article. Again, talking about a rabbit hole to go down is there are apps that attempt to like bring them all together in one interface. Sometimes even like building into the Finder. So like you just get a drive, and inside that drive it just like makes all your all your online storage space available to you which is kind of interesting but the problem is is there's always gotchas so you know if uh, you know i mean it could even be as simple as naming for instance like they have different naming restrictions um or it could be issues with sharing or like you want to give this file to so and so well, you have to know whether or not it's in Google Drive or Dropbox or, or iCloud to be able to do that in a coherent way for that person. And so, you know, it, it, is, it, is, it is just tricky. I realize we're just kind of complaining here. Um, and and part, of the, part of what's frustrating about it is, is that I think the solutions actually are, everyone is going to have multiple solutions. That's what I'm getting at. We want it to be this one, like, here's my cloud storage, and you can't do that anymore, that you really are going to have to live with the fact that you're probably going to have Dropbox and, and Google Drive and OneDrive and iCloud Drive, and you're just going to use them all in different situations. I, I, I agree. I mean, I don't think you have much choice because depending yeah. on, on what your occupation is and then what your avocations are, you're inevitably going to run into all four of these services and maybe others. Yeah. Cloud -based, yeah. Oh, so. easily, easily, yeah. And you know, in the, <clears throat> and and I've even seen it. So, for instance, I'm the president of the Finger Lakes Runners Club uh, here in Ithaca, and one of the things that I have pushed the club into doing over the past few years is everything is in Google Drive, everything, because otherwise it disappears when someone moves or you know stops being a race director or whatever it is. It's like, I'm just hammering on people to get it all into the shared Google Drive because that's how you have a chance of moving forward. And it's a, it's a large set of people, wide 
technical capabilities, platforms, et cetera, et cetera. You know, Google's Google's the common denominator. Microsoft isn't isn't actually. I mean, the fact is, is yeah, yes, people might have it, but it's not reliable in terms of people having it, um, guaranteeably, and knowing how to use it successfully. Whereas Google Docs and Google Sheets are you know, for better or worse, easier to use. Um, they don't tend to have the same level feature set, but that's not what we're after in this particular case. So, you know, that was it was a situation where it's like, yep, we're standardizing here. You know, you got to draw a line in the sand and and you got to stick with it because as soon as you venture outside of that, then people are like, how do I do such and such? And yeah, <laughs> yeah, and. and, and should I bring up Microsoft Teams or should I just not? Oh no, 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 no just 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 shoot okay. that one in the back corner. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but, but that's kind of another well, cloud. Yet another cloud. Yeah. Once you get into the whole video conferencing, you know, or, or are we using Slack? Are we using Teams? Are we using you know whatever the heck Google's got these days? Who knows? Um, you know. The, <laughs> I mean, Google has like 17 different chatty-like systems, so uh, I literally don't know what to say for that. But but yeah, once you get into the like the the, the collaboration and communication platforms, that's a whole nother situation. And then you're also trying to tie your storage into that if you're looking for an integrated solution. My experience is, is those things don't work unless you've got a pretty um, coherent fairly small and fairly, it wasn't quite the right term, but subservient group. In other words, if you can make the group do what you want, you can you can implement one of these things. If you're trying to get consensus on something, no. Yeah, it's just going to be too hard. Um, so. so, Adam, one of the things, and, and there's this is kind of a segue into another section, but let's stop right here for a moment. <laughs> one, one of the things, though, that I f I'm finding, I think, is that we are all keeping more stuff. And, oh, you know, yeah, we're yeah. all digital, digital pack rats, sometimes for very good reason, because, you know, sometimes you just, you need records, you need historical documents, you need things. But there's also this mentality, and I know I'm, I'm infected with it. So I, I'm, I'm the poster boy. You know, I might need that sometime. So I'm not going to delete it. I'll just put it into a folder, inside of a folder, inside of a folder. And that way, I, I know it's there, but I don't have to look at it. Yep. I'm a great believer in keeping everything. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I, you know, the simple fact of the matter is that, yes, it's a digital pack wrap, but we've got storage coming out our ears. Um, you know, it's really not a problem. And the if it saves you 10 minutes a year in the future, it was worth it. You know, it doesn't have to be a big win. Um, it could be as simple as, oh, man, how did I say that in that document? If I can go look and pull out a paragraph of text, that was worth it. Um, so the only thing that I will say that, that is that it's easy to end up with nonsensical storage. So, for instance, back when we were doing Take Control, this was something we ran into a lot, where we versioned each as we were writing a book, and Joe still does this, um, basically, as it moves from author to editor and back again, each person versions and um, and names it. So we'll get, you know, file-1-ace, file-2-cg, cj, you know, et cetera, et cetera, so that you can tell who's done it and you get a version each time. And that protects you against any kind of corruption or confusion. Like, yes, the apps usually have versioning capabilities and things like that, but 
and even the, and the storage services often have the same thing. But if you can see those files in the finder with nice little numbers associated with them, it's a whole lot faster in a, in a recovery situation to get what you want. And so, um, but so you finish a you finish a book and you realize that you literally have 500 megabytes of these files. Those are the ones you throw out. Yeah, you don't do it till the end, but you have to get rid of those files because that's where madness lies. The world does not need versions of things. Um, you know, we are not we are not James Joyce, where it would be interesting to discover what the the you know the the for Finnegan's Wake what the what the previous draft said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I said we were on our, on our way to something, and. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and I sidetracked that pretty good, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I mean, no, but but your point is well taken, and that you know that's a whole other discussion that we can do a couple hours on on file management. <laughs> but I want to take you to Gmail, okay? Be, because you mentioned Gmail in the article, and the fact that okay, you you had uh, you were grandfathered in for X amount of storage, and you have gone beyond that. Is that because of what you just said that you don't throw anything away? It is, and 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 again, even with that. Um, so, for instance, when we were doing take control, um, our system sent me an email receipt for every purchase. So, hundreds of thousands of email receipts, all wow. nicely labeled away. Never had to mess with them. And when I hit my for whatever reason, my number was my magic number was 36 gig. I had 36 gig of, of Google storage. And when I would hit that, you know, I'd go in and I'd clean up. There's various ways Google makes, you know, you can find a find oversized attachments and various different things. And I would clean it up. And at some point I was like, okay, I'll get rid of, you know, after we'd sold take control to Joe, I really didn't need these things. I'll go delete all these. That turned out to be a trick too. Um, and, but it didn't save that much room because they were all tiny. And so I kept kind of hovering in that 35 to 30, 36 gig range and, and getting the warnings. And finally, I just said, this is not worth it and bought myself 100 gig, you know, subscribed to 100 gig of Google Google storage. And that and now it's not a problem at all. And I, I it'd be interesting. I actually don't know what my, my email storage has risen to, but I'll bet it's not more than like, um, you know, 37 gig or whatever, because you don't get that much. I mean, it's just, I was just right at the point um let's see i gotta look because i'm really curious now uh well see um, while you're looking it's the attachments that'll kill you because you know you, yeah. you can have, i can i can have 20 years of tidbits and it does not even if i deleted it it's not going to help me that much but it's the attachments that really for me stack up so quickly I don't get a vast number of attachments so that's not my my hmm. problem so you know i thought I thought Google used to tell me my my storage amount. Maybe it was only telling me my storage amount um, <clears throat> because I was so low. Um, yep, thirty-eight. There we go. Google One logged in. Thirty-eight point five gig. So I haven't gone up much in percentage terms, but you know, but it or you know, in in raw terms, but it's it's enough to have pushed me over in a real way. So so yeah, I mean, attachments are an issue, and you get people sending them around a lot. That's actually one of the reasons why I actually really like um, the whole Google ecosystem for collaborative groups because it eliminates the attachment nonsense, hate attachments, um, and then you've got versions of things, and people send, oh, did you get the? Uh, no, I made some changes to that document. Let me send it to you again. 
you know, that kind of nonsense. Whereas if it's all in one place, in Google Drive, in Google Docs, it's just there's one document to rule them all and um, and everyone can see it. And there's no question about what version you've got or who has to store it or anything like that. So, but yeah, email's an issue. Um, and and I, but I'm a great believer in not throwing out email because that is a record of stuff. Um, and even if it's as simple as like, you know, five years down the road, oh yeah, what was I saying? You know, I was talking with with that guy about this thing, and I can search on his name and find out what we were saying. You know, so doesn't I don't do it every day, but I probably do it mm, a couple of times a month anyway. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Truebill. Get control of your subscriptions at truebill.com slash macvoices. 40% of people recently said they're overwhelmed by the number of subscriptions they pay for. The other 60% probably forgot they subscribed in the first place. If you're not sure how to take control of your subscriptions, you need Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. By law, most states don't have to disclose when subscriptions renew. Get a hold of your subscriptions with Truebill. Truebill empowers you to save more, spend less, see everything, and take back control of your financial life. Stay on top of your spending with Truebill. Get an effortless breakdown of your finances to see where your money is going and how to improve. Truebill will notify you of important events that need your attention, so you're never caught off guard again. Featured in Forbes, The Wall Street Journal, and Fortune, Truebill has earned thousands of five-star reviews and saved its members over $100 million. Shouldn't you be saving money with Truebill? Start canceling your unused subscriptions at Truebill.com slash MacVoices. Go right now, Truebill.com slash MacVoices. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash MacVoices. Thanks to Truebill for their support of MacVoices. So is the process of, of going from from what you had to what you have now on, on with Google Drive or with Gmail, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Is that just like uh, upgrading your iCloud storage? You just send a yeah. check and you know nothing changes, no settings, no nothing. It just all of a sudden you've got more storage? Yep. Yep. You just subscribe to Google One, they call it. Or you, you get into Google One and it says, like, I've got 121 gigabytes of storage. And I, I forget what I think that I said I pay them $19.95 a year for that 100 gig. Um, whereas before I was paying $5 a year for 20 gig or something, I was like, well, that's a good deal, but they didn't, they didn't, uh, they didn't keep that plan around. So they would, they would, it was, it's like the cell companies, like you, they would honor it, <laughs> but they you couldn't get it anymore. Right. Um, and, uh, so I stuck with that one as long as I could, but yeah, it's just like that, you know, you just get more. And I suspect that if I tried to go down, they would tell me that, uh, you know, that, oh, that's a problem. So yeah, well, I ask just because I know I'm I'm approaching that, but more importantly, I think there are a lot of people out there that are probably approaching it, and they haven't even tried to do any management. And one day they're going to get that dirty little email that says, "Oh yeah, by the way, <laughs> you know." They're pretty. Google's pretty good. I mean, and most of these services are, I'm sure, but Google's pretty good about uh, telling you, "Hey, you're getting close." Um, yeah. And you will start having problems if you don't don't do something about this. But yeah, I'm just sort of looking at my Google one thing. I'm I'm using forty almost forty one gig of my hundred and twenty, and it's obviously thirty eight and a half is Gmail and two 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 gig is Google Drive. So you know two point two. So fact is, I just I mean, and I use Google Drive heavily, but I just don't need that much space. That was my irritation with Dropbox is that 
you know, like I fully understand their need to, you know, like be able to have paying plans and all that, but they offer a free plan. They had all of these ways you could get more free space by referring people and whatnot. And then they took and made that completely not useful to me by limiting it to three devices. Now, to be fair, I have heard there's a new client, which I haven't tested yet, called Maestral, M-A-E-S-T-R-A-L, um, which is a Dropbox, an independent Dropbox client that apparently works around the three device problem. Hmm. But for me, if, like, if, I, if I can't access my stuff, I mean, a Dropbox folder on one of my devices, it's just not useful. You know, like, right. <laughs> or rather, I should say, it's only useful as a way of sharing with other people by URL. You know, like here, let me put that in Dropbox and give you the URL. And I do that. I do that because it's it's slightly cleaner than doing it with Google Drive. Um, about the same, really, but it's slightly cleaner. And and iCloud Drive hasn't done that until recently, so I'm just not even in the in the mode of thinking of using iCloud Drive for that. I used to. I still have a public folder in Dropbox because I'm back to when that used to be a public folder where everything you just put in there was automatically made public. Um, it's now just called public, and it's just a normal folder. But uh, it, that was the that was the approach long ago. So, have you, other than the use that you just described, have you dropped? Sorry, dropped Dropbox <laughs> completely. <laughs> I won't say dropped it. Um, it's just that I don't use it. Um, so, so like, it's. It, I'm struggling here because the fact is, is that what happens is you come up with a way of dealing with a certain kind of file. So I have certain files that live in Dropbox. And I continue working with those in Dropbox. And that's because they don't run into this three-device limit in some important way. And they're there already. Maybe it's a shared folder with someone else, that kind of stuff. Um, and I'm not going to take them out of Dropbox. I'm not going to stop using it. I just don't use it for new stuff or um, different kinds of activities. And and so it's sort of the same. I mean, it's sort of the same thing I was saying before is that, you know, you figure out what your modality is for different people or different activities, and you pick the cloud storage service that matches best with that set. And so for me, you know, like Google Drive is 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 what I will be I more share with this one group of people that I use. Um, iCloud Drive is what I more use to share files between my laptop and my my M1 MacBook Air and my um, uh, 2020 iMac. Um, and Dropbox is what I would use to share um, a file with a random person who I need to send them something that's too large. So you know, like there's you know three completely different use cases which could be like built in, you know, shoehorned into one if I had to, but I don't quite want to. Like I'm too used to the other other ones to say, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of everything but Google Drive. You know, I could theoretically do everything with Google Drive. You could well, you could theoretically do everything with iCloud and Google Drive. I mean, I, iCloud because we're Apple users, I think I, iCloud is oh. a bit of a special case. Yes, and right. You almost can't get away from using iCloud at all. You're right. I mean, like, I don't actually use iCloud. Um, I, I, when I'm when I'm talking about iCloud, I'm talking about iCloud Drive, and I'm talking about um, arbitrary files. I'm not really talking about um, 
uh, I'm not talking about like built-in file store for apps. So if yeah, if an app has got iCloud Drive hard-coded as how it syncs between your devices, then yeah, you're kind of stuck with it, as you say. And and there is some of that that happens to me, but I don't. I'm I'm really not thinking about it that way. I'm thinking about it as the yeah, I go into the iCloud Drive thing in my Finder. You know, I like I say thing because who knows what it actually is these days. You know, it's an item in the sidebar. <laughs> Um, and, you know, and, and work with, work with my files there. That's, you know, like when I'm, when I'm doing certain kinds of writing, um, <clears throat> and I need to, you know, like collect screenshots and I'm available on all my Macs, that's where I'll put them. And, and I've, I've come to, for a while, I, it annoyed me because I used to like to organize things the way I wanted to organize them, as you said, in the finder. Now, though, I'm finding more and more if I use Pages, if I use uh, Keynote, um, that that it's it's just it's really simple to open those applications, and <laughs> all the files are right there, and you know accessible from within that application. And by the way, they're yeah. also accessible on that Mac over there, and my iPad, and yeah. my iPhone, and seamlessly. I, ne- I didn't have to set it up. All I had to do <clears throat> is just accept the fact that it's going to be they're going to be in iCloud. They're still local. But I'm just not the one organizing them anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's absolutely the case. And I mean, we go, it's, this goes back to the very underpinnings of Mac OS X when that first came out, and people are like, "What's this home folder thing?" And I have, you know, documents and desktop and movies and pictures, and what are these folders? I don't like them. And you know, it, this is just the new version of that. You know, where we have to be able to say, yeah, Apple's chosen this particular way of organizing files and we can like it or not, but you can't avoid it. Uh, it is it is simply what it is. Um, I don't run into that that much because I actually don't use any of Apple's, um, you know, keynote pages, those kinds of things um, significantly enough for it to matter. Um, so I simply don't notice. Um, mm. Certainly when I open my iCloud Drive folder, there's a you know twenty or thirty apps that have their folders in there, and I ignore all those and go to the ones that I created <laughs> <laughs> um, because that's where like my screenshots live that I'm trying to move back and forth between my computers. Right, and I mean now, like you said, Apple has finally made it usable so that you can do that. You're not kind of locked out of most of the time. I mean, that's that yeah. was kind of what I was saying in the article is is that I will say it's it's less reliable than well, Dropbox or Google Drive, frankly. Um, and it just sometimes it stops working either entirely or for a particular file, and you're like, why? I nothing's changed. Why is this not working? And and the only solution I found is to log out of iCloud Drive entirely on, on, on the computer, delete all the files, which is scary as all get out, but you really do want to do that. And actually, it won't even, I mean, you can do it. It will, it will often force you to save them because, of course, it can't, it's stuck, so it can't finish uploading. And so it says, well, you know, you must have this iCloud Drive archive left on your computer when you're done. And so, yeah, so you try to delete all the files, you get this iCloud Drive archive, and then you turn it back on again, everything comes in again. So it's, 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 it's an easy troubleshooting and fixing step, but it's annoying that it has to happen. And I have had to do it way too many times um, that to, to be happy about that fact. But 
just to be fair, so that everybody's on the same level playing field, I've had the same issues with Dropbox. I've had the same issues with Microsoft Teams. I've had the same issues with OneDrive. You know, the things. Yep. I mean, it's and 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 we've talked yeah. about this before, Adam. Syncing is hard. <laughs> it really is. It seems like <laughs> it, it shouldn't, shouldn't be. It shouldn't yeah. be, but it really is. Yeah. No, it's 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 absolutely the case, and. And it is true that, you know, I have seen that with other other services in the past, but less frequently. And and that's and and, and often with better feedback. Um, so or like, I don't know if you, you know, Dropbox isn't updating and, you know, you mouse over the thing, the menu, the icon in the menu bar and you're, you get the spinning pizza of death. Well, that's a hint. <laughs> you should restart. Yes. You know, that, that's, you know, it, it, the app is frozen. It's not going to sink. You should, you know, you need to fix that. And an easy way to do it is to restart. And, um, you know, uh, there's no, there's no shame in some of that stuff. Um, it's just more that I, I do expect a little better from Apple in part because it's built in. So, so here's the thing, you know, as I said, I have this M1 MacBook Air, I have this 2020 iMac there, their SSDs are the same size. So, um, I could, you know, I could do this. Um, I finally have thought maybe I'll turn on desktop and document syncing because that would be handy at times, right? You know, I mean, it's it's not a terrible idea, and and I really do want to have the same things available on the, you know, particularly the desktop, actually, less so the documents folder. Um, but uh, but it's one of those it's one of those things where it's like, well, is this going to cause me more trouble if I re I'm relying on it? even more heavily with desktop and documents folder syncing because, oh, now they're out of sync again. And I have to like have the scary part of deleting all those folders along with everything else. <laughs> and yes, I have backups and, you know, I mean, I, I, I backed up six ways from Sunday, so I'm not really worried about losing things, but, but it, it can happen, you know, particularly when you're working quickly and you've just done something and, you know, and then if it's on one machine, but it's not on the other, you switch machines, you're like, oh, now I have to go back. And part of this is, is you can't tell this, but I'm upstairs in, in my house and my laptop generally lives downstairs. And so it's like, oh, I got to walk downstairs just to get a file. And then I, <laughs> and it's like, if, if you don't actually bring the computer up, you just like move it or something and do something on the computer down there. And then you walk back upstairs. It, it invariably doesn't work for whatever reason. And then you have to go do it again. <laughs> You just feel stupid walking up and down the stairs to move files around. I mean, there's sneaker net, and we've grown beyond that. <laughs> You'd like to think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, and it's, I mean, yeah, the world's always like that. Just, I have to, I have to restart something. AirDrop isn't working between my iPhone and my iMac, you know, in the last day or two. Normally it works fine. I'm sure I just have to restart something, but you know, until then I, you know, I start, I, I do the airdrop thing and I'm like, not working, not working, not working. Okay. Let me try another way, you know? Mm. And uh, yeah, you do feel like it's, you're back to like floppy disk days. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and I, we've, you're right. We've kind of been airing some dirty laundry here, I think um, about, <laughs> about clouds. And for, for the most part though, you know, I wouldn't want to go back to just the way it was. Because no, I've, no, no, this, no this is much, much better than that. So, you know, just it's the price of, I guess, things not being perfect and of having all these competing services. I mean, as I said, before this, we were talking FTP servers. Um, you know, you want to talk about kind of world and slow internet connections because that was back way in the day. And, you know, I remember uploading, you know, a copy of one of my books that was like 170 megabytes 
um, over FTP and like hoping beyond all hope that it would work, you know, and I think it maybe and didn't work and I had to try again because like it couldn't restart from the same spot in the file and, you know, it was going to take it six hours and that kind of stuff. So yeah, no, the fact is the stuff actually works incredibly well overall. It's just that therefore when it doesn't work, it becomes painfully obvious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, that have again, I referenced it earlier, but I, that happened to me this morning where I, there, I had, I tried to go in and get a document that was just there yesterday, and suddenly it's not there. Yeah. And I restarted the application twice, and all all of a sudden there it is. Yeah. You know what? What was that? So and, you, know. you know, and and little things like Google Drive keeps popping up an alert telling me that something has been moved to the trash, and therefore it's going to be deleted from my Mac because I've got the file syncing. And I'm never really quite sure what it's talking about. <laughs> and I go and like look in the trash in Google Drive and I don't really see anything there. Most like the files there are like clearly someone was working on a file, so it was a temp file. Um, mm. and then they closed it and then and then the the app tried to delete its temp file. And so like that's what it is. But I, you know, but it, it Right. It's it's definitely a confusing situation. And I don't know, Howard Oakley just had something he wrote about how iCloud Drive actually can create a situation where Time Machine doesn't back back its contents up, which you know, in some sense, yeah, you've I mean you've got just another copy, but it's still if you expect your Time Machine backup to be complete, you would be potentially perturbed if it was not, and then you try to bring everything back and don't hook it up to iCloud again, and the files aren't there. Of course, if you hook it up to iCloud again, then in theory, they should all just come in again. Right. And there's a lot of like in theory, and the in theory works in practice most of the time. You know, uh, it's, you know, it's like people who say they don't have to back up because it's all in the cloud. Oh, yes, you do. But we understand why you say that. Yeah, yeah you think well, that's true. And most of the time you'll be right. But when you're not right, you'll be really, really sorry. Well, and especially with iCloud, you know, we th they came along and said the truth is in the cloud. I said, well, wait a minute. The truth is, you know, it's right here on my hard drive. We're, we were so used to that. <laughs> but now, just to what you're saying, you know, I, I, if I've got to delete all these files, oh, my God. Um, I but, still remember the first time I, my iCloud photos library got seriously uh, corrupted. And, um, and I had to actually blow it away and download everything from the cloud. And I'm like, okay, this is scary as I'll get out. And it did work, you know. <laughs> but it was, you know hundreds of gigabytes and tens of thousands of photos. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. As, as we close this, close this out, Adam, any suggestions, comments, thoughts, uh, you know, what would you tell people who are struggling with this or maybe who think they want to move more things to the cloud? Because a lot of us are doing just that, whether it's because our companies are, or we, we personally are. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think what I would say is is that you you probably can't get away from using multiple services, but that it's probably best to think fairly carefully such that you can use the fewest number as reasonable. So for instance, I do have OneDrive um, through my Microsoft 365 subscription, but I don't use it. I could nothing wrong inherently with it. I mean, I know they had a big fuss over whether or not files were local or remote mostly and things like that. And that's what's going on right now. But, but the fact is like, I'm not doing that in 
somewhat intentionally because I don't want to add more complexity to my already complicated situation. So, so yeah, so I think what I would encourage people to do is to, is to try to keep it as simple as possible. It's not likely be do be it's not likely you'll be able to keep it to one. Um, you'll almost certainly get caught up in needing to go to Google Drive for this or iCloud Drive for that or um, Dropbox for this other thing. Um, uh, but to the extent that you can try to try to keep it sane and simple. Um, after that, um, you know, I do think that it's worth trying to back this information up, but it is a little hard to push too hard on that. And sometimes it can be better to keep some of this cloud stuff out of your backup sets if, uh, you know, if you are concerned about uh, um, how big they go or like, I mean, let's say you're sharing a doc, uh, sharing a big store with a bunch of people who change a lot of files. That could be filling up your local backups without it really being any benefit to you if it's not actually your files, um, just files that are shared with you. So sometimes there's some some oddities there that you need to think about as well. Um, but again, on the on the whole, as we were saying, mostly it, it does just work. You know, we 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 can we can complain about the, the the specifics here and there, but for the most part, it really does just work, and that's a good thing. Well, and that's human nature we always look at the the the, the one time it didn't work and it's like yeah that darn thing's not reliable well it's terrible it never yeah. will we actually it usually it, works it, yeah. it, it almost always works but it didn't this one time right. <laughs> you know right yeah. it's not nearly as good a complaint <laughs> yeah exactly and exactly. and you know and, and i said partly there there and people do get i don't quite know how to quantify this but there are people who have trouble with one or the other or the third of the of these services if that's you fine ditch it you know, there are sometimes you're just jinxed. Yeah, there's no explaining it. But if you just have bad luck with Dropbox, say, stop using it. You know, it's okay. You know, you can really get all the same functionality out of something else. And or if you're perturbed about the fact that, you know, Google is Google, um, you can do that. Or, you know, if you're mad about Apple trying to make everything into its ecosystem. You know, you can you can limit your use there as much as possible. So, um, I, I do think that, it, that that it's interesting in some respects that it, it's become ecosystem plays because it does create least common denominators. So, as soon as you know what so and so uses, whether it's like a Mac or they're an Android Android smartphone or they uh, you know they're clearly Microsoft heavy that kind of thing, you know certain things about what their capabilities are, and that is that is sometimes useful to to be able to have in hand. Good point, and and good advice at the bottom line. Yeah, yeah. Adam, we got to do this more often. That's all there is to it. <laughs> well, you know. well. Now that now that we're in this pandemic thing, and we can do it during the day, which yeah. we just realized, it's <laughs> <laughs> a whole lot easier. I don't to do yeah. it late at night when I'm all tired and sleepy, <laughs> yeah. and well, even punchier. So, <laughs> yeah, well, but but punchy sometimes can be entertaining. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, well, we have user groups for that. They're so much fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, folks, you can uh, – I'll have the link in the show notes to this article on Tidbits. Um, and, of course, that's where you can find Adam's uh, – all of Adam's rantings and ramblings and investigations and I don't know. What else, Adam? What, <laughs> how else that that pretty much covers that it. That covers I, it? I okay. Just did, I just did a huge article about mapping, which is sort of the same kind of thing of just like – 
rather than attempt to do a deep dive into one thing, it's just this kind of spin over lots of related things. So, yeah, we can talk about that next if you want. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> so that means Adam will be back next time to talk about mapping. There we go. <laughs> Adam, thanks so much. Great to see you. Always fun, Chuck. Talk to you soon. I'm Chuck Joyner, folks. This is Mac Voices. We will be back again soon with more. And Adam will be back again sooner than he has been in the past. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> Until the next time, and as always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.